You're listening to another life-transforming message from C3 Church, Salt Lake City. For more information on our church, go to c3saltlakecity.com. Give it up for the band. Thank you guys so much. Great job ushering us into the presence of God uh, each and every Sunday. We've got uh, an incredible worship team, don't we, church? My goodness, my goodness. Well, uh, this morning... Uh, we continue our series, God in Hollywood, and uh, and I'm just telling you right now, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild ride. Um, I really enjoy two different types of movies. Um, I like movies that just bend my brain, um, and I also like really stupid movies, like Dumb and Dumber. Uh, and so w- when I was planning uh, for for this uh, for this week, I, I, I started at Dumb and Dumber, uh, and then the Holy Spirit said, "Yeah, no, don't do that." Um, <laughs> and uh, and and instead, uh, see some you know something that the people don't know about me is that I love science fiction. I love science fiction, uh, and so my favorite movie of all time is. Interstellar, interstellar, and uh, and so that's where we're going to uh, to hang out this morning in that in that movie. But um, and I've got a lot of clips, so I got to get through a lot of stuff. Um, but first, can we just give it up to our lead pastors, uh, Pastor Jurgen and Leanne? Um, the vision, the heart, um, not only for San Diego, but for Salt Lake City. Every time I talk to Pastor Jurgen, um, he's just always uh, just so full of faith when it comes to this city. And I'm telling you, church, right now, this thing's about to crack wide open. I was driving, I was driving uh, to church this morning, um, and I was just praying. And, and Ryan, God put me on, on, uh, on my heart, put you on my heart. And uh, he just wants you to know that he sees you that he sees you and that he loves you, um, and, uh, and you, can't, you can't get away from the love of God, um, that it's so incredibly deep and wide for you personally, not just people around you, but you. Um, and he just highlighted you this morning as, as I was driving, and he just said, I need her to know that I see her and that I love her deeply. Um, and uh, so, anyways, um, yeah. So Interstellar, uh, if you haven't seen the movie, I'm sorry because I'm going to ruin it for you this morning. I'm just going to ruin it. It's going to be okay, though. It is a, as a, you know, just a show of hands, who has seen the movie Interstellar? Good. Okay. Good. Um, so, you know, you know that the movie is, is, you know, it's science fiction, but one thing that I respect about the movie is that they did a really good job um, really adhering to, like, uh, science theory. Like, the science behind the movie is actually really, really solid. I mean, it's theory, right? Like, we're getting into some quantum physics and some, you know, some, some crazy stuff. But as far as what we know, they actually did a really good job keeping it really close to, uh, to what, we currently, what we currently know about quantum physics, quantum mechanics, and, and all of that. Uh, but what I'm here to tell you this morning is what we're going to unpack in God's word is not theory, church. 
There's no theory in it. It is tried and true. It works. And I am a testament, and many of you are a testament uh, of God's faithfulness and the fact that what he says in his word is not a theory. It is true. It is more true than anything else. It is more real than your skin on your bones. It is, in fact, the one thing. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, this, this is God's word. It is, it is completely 100% trustworthy uh, and true. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, uh, in Interstellar, the, the, the world is in big trouble right? There's a disease that's plaguing the crops called plight. Uh, and, and so the crops are dying. There's not enough food. The, the plight is causing these huge dust storms. And, and it's just this, the, the world is in peril. Um, and you've got two major characters. You've got, uh, you've got Cooper and you've got his daughter Murph. And there's a bunch of other characters as well. But these two are kind of the pillars, the anchors of the whole story. Uh, and, uh, and Cooper used to be a, uh, a pilot for NASA, right? But now he's just a farmer because everybody is farming, trying to uh, keep enough food for the, the world. And so he's a farmer. His daughter, his name is Murph. Uh, her name is Murph. She's 10 years old, and her mom had passed away from, I believe, uh, uh, brain, uh, brain cancer, I believe. Uh, and so she's 10 years old, and she's a real daddy's girl. She loves, she loves her dad. And they have a very uh, sweet, very powerful, very cool relationship. And just, you know, just in that, I mean, I've got two little daughters, right? And so my heartstrings are being pulled in this movie. Uh, and uh, Becky and I saw this movie, I think it was for one of our birthdays uh, when it came out in the theater. And we left the movie just, like, absolutely destroyed. Like, or the fabric of reality is just, like, tested. <laughs> like, what is happening? Um, and, uh, but, um, so, Murph is, like, having some, like, supernatural occurrences in her room. Books are falling off the shelf, and, and things are happening, and, and she can't quite explain it. She's 10, and she's, she's trying to wrap her mind around what's happening, and, and she calls it her, her ghost. Uh, and so why don't you take a look at this clip? All right, so things are getting weird, right? At this point, Cooper is like, okay, ghost or no ghost, something is going on. Right, he realizes that that there is something that's trying to communicate, uh, and uh, and and right after this, right after that part, they realize that that it's actually sending coordinates, uh, and uh, so they follow the coordinates and uh, and check this out. So so the the coordinates lead them to to the NASA base, and uh, and and there Cooper meets Dr. Brand, and Brand is explaining the mission. Uh, and, uh, and that he needs to go, and uh, it's interesting, you know, he says, Dr. Brand says, we're not meant to save the world, we're meant to, to leave it. Church, he's saying that the answer is not going to be found here. The answer to saving mankind is not going to be found here on, on earth, and I think that we have to remember, we have to understand that the answer to the world's problems aren't found within. 
That it, that, see, the world is constantly trying to find the answer to, to the love and the, and the hope and the faith that every person is desperately yearning for and looking for, and we're looking for it in all the wrong places. And, and what we need to understand is that we've got to look up. It's not going to be found in any certain place. It's not in a rock or a crystal. You can't find it even in the solar system, right? It's not in your astrology, you know, reading. Like, I'm just sorry, but like... It's not found in some, like, you know, special person and some guru in a temple. It's not found in money or a relationship. You got to look up past everything that has been created and look to the creator of all things, the one who hung the stars. His name is Jesus. Professor Brand says, no, no, we're not meant to, to, to stay here. We're meant to leave this place. You and I are meant to leave there. We're just passing through. You and I aren't built to, to stay here on earth. You and I are built for eternity. He then, he then talks about how, he talks about the Lazarus missions. And he explains these Lazarus missions. And, and, and it's almost like the director is saying, hey, why don't you turn with me to John chapter 11. When Mary and Martha, their brother, is on his deathbed, and he's sick. And, and, and we're not going to turn there this morning, but I'm going to show you how interstellar, how the backdrop for this movie is actually John chapter 11. You see, our God, when, when, the, when these words were penned, these, these, what we read, this isn't just stories, church. We went. We walked the streets. And what we realize is the things that happened back when Jesus was walking the earth, he's, and before, he's literally writing a story that echoes all eternity. And so when these, when these directors in Hollywood begin to, to make a film, really they have nowhere else to draw from except for God's word, even if they don't try. And so when the director, Christopher Nolan, says, starts to bring up these Lazarus missions, He's saying, yeah, turn with me to John chapter 11. And we, we, we get to John chapter 11, and the first thing we find is that this guy, Lazarus, is sick. That he's sick, and, 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 they're, and, and they're have to, we have, he's, they've tried everything, right? They've tried all of the medicines that they knew. They've given him frankincense and myrrh, right? They, they've given him all of the essential oils. They've ba bathed him in all of the essential oils, and, uh, and he's still sick. Uh, and so they've, they've, they've gone everywhere. And so they, as, as a community, Mary and Martha, his sisters have said, we've tried everything. We've looked at all of the stuff that we have here, and now we've got to level up. We've got to look at something greater. Go get Jesus. Go and get Jesus. Okay. So, they go and get Jesus. Something happens, though. Uh, Jesus is like, nah. <laughs> I'm not going to come. I wonder, I wonder if anybody's ever felt that. Where something happened, you're walking through something, you've tried everything, and then you turn to Jesus, and it feels like Jesus is like, nah, I'm not going to come. Ooh, that hurts, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> a little. 
they talk about these Lazarus missions, and, and, and Dr. Brand is, is communicating that, hey, we got to go, you know, these, these Lazarus missions, they went to a different, they went to a different, like, galaxy. And, and Cooper's like, hey, so that's impossible. Like, we're actually, like, the closest star is, like, a thousand years away. Like, he's adding this all up in his mind, and he's like, this is not going to work, Professor. And, and, and he later finds out that there's a wormhole, that there's this black hole. The title of my message is The Fifth Dimension. That's a black hole, in case you were wondering. Taken from uh, a picture. Actually, Danny took a picture from his roof and found a black hole. It took a picture of it. <laughs> to my knowledge, there's not any black holes that we know of. Cooper is like, we can't get there. The distance is, is too far. Like, it's not going to work out, but he learns of this black hole, uh, and so he decides to go ahead and go, but how many of you know that's a hard decision? That's a hard decision to say, okay, I'm going to pilot this mission. Uh, the, the, the missions before are called the Lazarus missions, meaning they might be dead. Um, they might not have made it. We're going into a black hole. The odds are not really in our favor, but he decides to go ahead and do it anyways because he realizes that the answers are not going to be found in here and now, that they're not going to be found in this galaxy, that the distance is, and so that they have to, he has to take a risk. He has to go, but he has to tell his kids mainly his 10-year-old daughter. And so check a look at this clip. So, <laughs> Cooper is rocketed off into outer space to, to, to enter into a black hole for a shortcut to get from this known galaxy to this foreign unknown galaxy. And in trying to comfort his 10-year-old daughter, he says, hey, here's a watch. <laughs> Time for me is going to be different. I'm going to be back in a jiffy. For you, <laughs> we might be the same age. And she's like, that's not helping, Dad. Man, that just reminds me of like when we're going through something difficult. And in good, you know, they mean well, but some Christian brother or sister comes and says, it's going to be fine. You'll get your healing in eternity. That doesn't help me right now. Cooper goes up into this, goes up into outer space, and they approach this, this black hole, this wormhole, and uh, check out this clip as they just explain this thing. Go ahead. So they made it through the black hole. I sat down. Kelsey goes, are you going to preach? Yes, I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there. The astronaut has explained to Cooper, 
I can't remember his name, otherwise I would have told his name, but he says, this is how it works, and he drew on that piece of paper two X's, and he says, the distance is too, is too far, so there has to be this, you know, and he bends the piece of paper, and he pokes the pen. It's the shortcut. Friends, I think it's so significant as we look at our faith, as we look at our perfect and holy God in heaven, and we look at ourselves. The Bible says that on our best days, we are filthy rags. That at our very best, we are detestable in his sight because God is perfect and holy and righteous and pure and good. And even at our very best, we just aren't. The distance is too far. We can't make it. We can't, we can't get there. There has to be a shortcut. There has to be a way. There has to be a path. And so Jesus says, yes, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father but through me. He's the bridge. He's the, he's the gateway. He's the door. He's the portal. He's the, he's the black hole. He's the one that is how we get to the Father in heaven. But it's interesting as 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 Cooper is going through the black hole and he's got his hand on the joystick like he's still trying to control. How many of us in our walk with Christ are like, yeah, Jesus, yay, and yet we've got the, the, the joystick trying to control and I would tell you, let go. All you can do is observe. God, you're just along for the ride. Just let him take over and let him take you into a new dimension of faith and hope and healing and Come on, somebody. Jesus is not just the shortcut. He's not just a shortcut. He is the only way. He is the only way. Now, back in John 11, Mary and Martha, they've asked Jesus to, to come and to help out their brother. And he was like, no, nah, I'm going to hang out here for a bit. And there's all this dialogue. And I would encourage you, by the way, go in your connect groups and, and, and go home and read this whole chapter. Um, but, but they, you know, they're like, yeah, come and, and how he doesn't. And he just kind of ignores them. And, and they're facing this uncertainty. They, they don't know what's going to happen. They, 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 don't know what, they don't know what the future holds for their brother. All they know is that he is really, really sick, and it's not looking good. And Jesus is just sort of like, yeah, I'm not ready to, to come over yet. I've got some things over here i got to handle. Well, Lazarus dies. He dies. Like, what in the world? Like, God, what? What's going on? In the movie, they, um, they end up going to, there's three planets that the previous Lazarus missions have gone to. Uh, it's Miller's planet, it's Edmunds and Dr. Mann's. And so they first visit Miller's planet. And uh, I wanted to show you a clip but I have like eight clips, so I had to I had to cut some out. Um, and uh, and so, but when they went to Miller's Planet, Miller's Planet's super close to this black hole. 
Uh, and so it caused all sorts of issues. Uh, and, uh, and it did not go well. If you've seen the movie, you know it was a big train wreck. Um, and, uh, and, you know, this big tidal wave and all this stuff. Um, but because it was so close to the, to the black hole, time was going so slow on Miller's planet that they get back. Uh, and, uh, and this is what they get back to the main ship. This is, this is the scene. Check it out. 23 years past. 23 years of darkness. 23 years of uncertainty. His son says, I know you're probably not listening. I know that this is probably just going into the darkness, that this is just a waste of my time. I've 23 years, no word. Murph is now 33 years old, the same age that Cooper was when he left. She's destroyed. Any hope that she had is shattered. I'm pretty sure that if Mary and Martha could have sent Jesus a video, it would have been similar. Where are you? You can help us. Why didn't you show up? He's dead. Why didn't you come? Where have you been? And I wonder if it's just me that has been in this spot going, God, what are you doing? Where have you been? Why aren't you hearing me? I think that you're, my prayers are just going out into outer space that nobody's hearing them. Where are you? A few years ago, this is exactly where I was. My mom was on her deathbed. Church was falling apart. My marriage was holding together by a strand. God, where are you? I have served you faithfully. I've prayed. I have done everything you've asked. Where are you? Why are you ignoring me? Why won't you answer me? What am I doing? Is this whole thing just a sham? What is going on? I remember my mom had gotten to a really dark place. She had to live with a friend of ours. I was staying there, sleeping on the ground of the hallway so I could hear her if she were to need something. Church is doing one of these. Becca comes over with the girls, which was a tense moment because my mom was uh, not really in visiting uh, shape. <laughs> She'd battled this cancer for 12 years, and we thought God was going to heal her. We thought God was going to come through. We we're declaring. Becca and I both drive the same type of car. Hers is a little bit newer, but it's, we have the same looking keys. 
So the visit is not going super well, and I need to hurry up, but she goes to leave, and she grabs my keys on accident, and she jabs them in the ignition, and she torques on the, this is how it is in my brain anyways, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get out of there. It just reeks of death in the room, like it's just bad. She texts me, she's like, I can't get the car to start. I go up, I realize, no, you've got my keys. That's why it's not working. So I get her keys, I put her keys in, it's broken. I call the dealership, yeah, it's going to be like 500 bucks to, re you know, blah, 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 blah. No, I think it was like 1500 It was ridiculous. And this is when I fell apart. <laughs> Have you ever seen Jerry Springer? I am taking car seats out of one car into another. My sister, God bless her heart, she was really not helping the situation at all. And, uh, and so as you can see, I'm a little bit passionate sometimes. I'm completely coming unglued in Riverton in this sweet little neighborhood. I'm like just losing my mind. Your pastor was saying words. Like if you think those ones were bad, like it was bad. I'm like, God, where are you? I wonder if you've been there, church. Where you're like, is this even, what, what am I doing? Mary and Martha are just, they're done. Mary's like, I wasted that perfume on your feet. This is a dangerous place to be because what happens, many of you know, is now build, this bitterness begins to build up between you and God. Oh, you're not faithful. Even if you say, oh, I believe you're faithful, deep down you're like, no, you're not. Because you didn't come through like I thought that you would. And slowly but surely, you just begin to get further and further and further and further away. It's dangerous. All right, I got to keep going. They've gotten back to the ship, and they're trying to decide which planet to go to next. And uh, Amelia uh, drops this bomb. Check this out. She says, love is the one thing that is capable of transcending dimensions of time and space. Isn't it interesting that our God would say about himself, I'm love. That, that this idea that, that love maybe has more substance than, we, you know, we have these, these things at play in this movie. We have love, we have gravity and time and space, and when you look at our, our reality, you see, you know, we live in this three-dimensional world. We have height, width, all these things, but when you read in the Bible, there's another, there, there's another dimension that Jesus continues to talk about, and he's talking about these things. He's talking about love, faith, and truth, and he talks about them as if they are tangible things that can actually, like, you know, he, the Bible says that faith is the substance, that it's substance, 
So really, what's happening as we, as we walk you through this, this movie, we're noticing that there's something bigger at, at play here, that, that, that love is more than, just, is more than just a feeling, but it actually is a, is a substance that has, has power to, to change things and to, to do something. Now, I gotta, I gotta hurry. So they go quickly to, to Edmund's uh, planet, or excuse me, to um, Dr. Man's planet, and the whole thing is bad. It's a bad thing. Okay, it doesn't go well. Uh, Dr. Man tries to kill him. There's a whole sermon there, but we're not going to get to it. Uh, and then uh, they're now trying to get to, uh, they, have to they have to get to uh, Miller's planet, but they can't get there. Uh, they ran out of gas and all of these things. And so uh, they've come up with, the dis- with this plan. And, uh, and so essentially what happens is they, they kind of like rocket around the, the black hole, but in order to get there, uh, Cooper and the robot have to detach, um, and, uh, and they both fall into this black hole and uh, take a look at, at this. He falls into this black hole and enters into this tesseract. That's what it's called. He's in this tesseract, and in this tesseract, he's, he's able to travel through time in his daughter's room, every moment. Mary and Martha, to them, Jesus is too late. Lazarus has been dead for four days. Jesus is like, take me to the tomb. They're like, okay. He's like, roll the stone. They're like, no. He's like, hey, don't you believe didn't you believe me? I told you I was the resurrection. She's like, yeah, yeah, I believe that he's going to rise from the, you know, I believe that when you come back again, he's going to rise. I believe that. He's like, no, <laughs> I'm the resurrection. I'm the life. Our God created time. Jesus was not late He wasn't late because Jesus is the portal, remember? And so not only is Jesus the way that we can get to heaven, but Jesus is the way that you and I can access heaven now, that we can reach into the kingdom of heaven because he is the way, the truth, and the life, because he is eternal, because he can move. And so you have to realize, see, when I am on looking at my mom, God is there. As I'm losing my mind in Riverton, he was there. As you're crying out to him saying, where are you? He is there. He's traveling through. He's not stuck in a moment like you and I are. He sees it differently. And how can you understand that that means he cannot be late? He can't be late. We don't know his timing, but it's always perfect. No, listen, he is perfect. This isn't about timing. He Timing, he's, he's like, no, no, I can, I'm always in every moment. And the Bible would say, well, I, this is why Paul would say, all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purposes. Because in every moment, in every situation, he is in those moments. He is there and he's making it work together for good. He's not late. And so he says, roll back the tomb. And he yells and he says, Lazarus, get up. And Lazarus has to because the truth was just spoken. God's word just came into that tomb. And so when his, when his word was put into that tomb, Lazarus had no choice. But I bet Lazarus was mad, by the way. He's like, no, don't send me back. <laughs> don't send me back. They, 
Those girls, man, really, I need a break. But he steps out of that tomb because God told him to. He had no choice because he is the resurrection and the life. The Bible says in Romans 8, 38, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death or life, neither angels or demons, neither fears of today or worries of tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in earth below, indeed nothing in all creation, will ever be able to separate us from the love that God has revealed to us in Jesus our Lord. Paul is trying to explain something. He's trying to say it doesn't matter matter how bad the situation looks. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter the diagnosis. It doesn't matter what the circumstance is. God is there. He sits outside of time and space, and he can reach in and change in a moment. He can make it all work together for good. All we have to do is hold on to faith. Hold on to faith. His extreme love has made it possible for you and I to access this portal, his Jesus, and have, and as long as we have faith, now I have I don't have time, so I'm gonna have to tell you what happens next. There's one more clip. Murph is on her deathbed. It's been 123 years, I believe. She went into Cairo, cry, cry, this whole thing. Anyways, she is she's on her deathbed. And Cooper goes to visit her. He's still 33. He goes, how did you? She goes, yeah, I, I knew that you'd come back. I knew it. Even in those dark moments where she said, you're not coming back, and deep down inside she knew. That's why she went into the room in the first place. She had to go back there. Something was drawing her back. And what was it? It was what her dad had said. Her dad promised her, I'll come back. She held on to that promise from her father when he said, I will come back. She held on to that promise. And because she held on to that promise, she was able to, to go in there and she, and he communicated with her. Church, hold on to the promise that God has given you in his word. It is not your job to make someone come back from the dead. It's not your job to heal somebody. It's not your job to save somebody. It is your job to simply believe what God has said and then put it into action. That is all we have to do because he loves us so much and he's in every single moment of our lives. He knows everything that is happening and he says if you would just have faith Faith is the substance of things unseen. I know that you can't see it turning out well. I know that you can't see yourself healed. I know you can't see yourself past this hurdle. But if you would just believe in the promise that I've given you in my word, you can unlock a portal. And just like Lazarus had no choice but to be raised from the dead, so the dream in your heart has no choice but to be raised from the dead if you would just believe if you would just believe. Yeah. This morning, if you're here and you don't know Jesus the way that I'm talking about, you need to. You need to. If you've, never if you've never made a declaration saying, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior, I'm telling you, there's not any other way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. 
And it's not just for heaven. Heaven is going to be awesome, but guess what? This is for now also. It's for now also. The church is designed not to come and to hear a message and to sing a song, but a church, the church is designed to enter into his gates with thanksgiving, to come and bring heaven down to earth so that there'd be an interaction so that you and I would see that we would that we'd be living testimonies of the power of God through Jesus Christ. So this morning, if you don't know Jesus, all across this room, if there's even one person... On the count of three, I don't want you to raise your hand. I gotta be quick. One, two, three. Just put your hand up in the air if that's you this morning. Thank you. Praise God. Don't leave here unchanged. Don't leave here. I see your hand. Thank you. Let's pray this with me. Say, Jesus, thank you for dying for my sin, for making a way where there wasn't a way. I accept your love. Accept your forgiveness. Make me new. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, team, and what we do at C3 Salt Lake City, go to c3saltlakecity.com.